0: welcome to the negative positive podcast episode 330 i'm your host mike gutterman coming to you from the gutterman cave here in louisville kentucky and we are trying something a little different tonight we're actually doing this actually filming the video on youtube so uh, hopefully if andre uh, is, uh, is does his job uh you're gonna see this on youtube at some point uh the video of the show saying it's gonna be kind of weird because we're used to being an audio podcast and. And I've uh, actually been able to kind of show things, but we have to realize that we're still on an audio. We're Yeah, we are on video. But we're still going to be audio. I don't know. It's very strange. But uh, so, but this is episode 330. It is a roundtable discussion, and we have a fantastic panel of uh, panelists for the roundtable. And uh, first, let's get to the co-captains all the way out in Los Angeles. La La Land, the City of Angels, Mr. Andre Dominguez. How are you tonight, Rodri?
1: Uh Doing good, Mike. It, it is awkward as some as sure. sort <laughs> Pretty much all of us, maybe except for Bill, uh, are, are not particularly used to seeing ourselves on video. So hopefully this goes well. Hopefully we can see everybody's screen. Uh, if, if some people are kind of popping in and out, depending on whether or not they're talking, so be it. We're going to explore some different options, potentially via Zoom uh, soon. But, yeah, stay tuned for the, the video version of this and potentially all future podcasts to come on the soon-to-be-announced Negative Positives YouTube channel.
0: Do we even have a... We don't even have a YouTube uh, channel name at this point, right? So, yeah.
1: No, no. And, if, and if somebody does decide to go grab the name and hold it hostage...
0: <laughs> hold on a second. I'm working on that right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And all the way out, and uh, let's see where, where I want to go this time. Uh, let's go with... Um, uh, 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 I don't know. Let's go with uh, shoot. Why can't I think of a single city in the United States? (laughs) Let's go with Freeport, California. Uh, This is uh, Roxana Angles. How are you doing tonight, Roxana?
2: I'm doing great. I always look forward to where I'm from. I'm from Palm Desert, California.
0: Very nice, and okay. And then our our panelists for the three three thirty roundtable discussion. We're going to start all the way out in uh in a uh, in uh, in studio C forty one land. Mister Mister Bill Manning and uh, you know me me and Bill constantly call each other and find out what we're wearing this on each on these days. Uh, so uh, <laughs> You know, actually, it was, it's, it's a total coincidence that Bill and I are wearing the exact the exact same Kodak hoodie, but uh, I love it. I've-
3: Connected into this connect uh, into this call, I was like, "You gotta be freaking!" <laughs> it's like like a fashion statement, like the first day of school gone right. wrong, right?
0: <laughs> uh, Bills, how you been, man?
3: Good, good. Been been uh, busy, so I good. have not
0: been putting out
3: many episodes, but uh, certainly has been very busy in the background. So,
0: uh,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah, really excited good. to be here.
0: Yeah, awesome. We're looking to looking forward to hearing a little bit about uh I don't know, Bill's you know, got a lot going on. It's got a lot going on here late, uh, lately. So uh yeah. we'll dive into that in a second here. But uh uh and our other panelists, uh Jessica Jones, and you are in Virginia, is that right?
5: I am, Richmond, Virginia. Well, just outside of it currently, but yeah, that general area
0: well it's uh it's a it's awesome to have you two back on again uh we had a somewhat infamous episode uh <laughs> the last time that uh bill and and Jess joined us and unfortunately Roxana was not even a host at the time and Andre was uh, i don't know probably I don't know chasing dragons or something I guess but uh she's
5: uh... definitely sleeping
1: <laughs> the episode today on my lunch break I was in uh in Idlewild, california okay. uh New year's.
3: That's it right. was so, so, so. pre
1: covid
0: it was pre-COVID. pre-COVID. yeah, yeah. yeah. We have that names right still. Mm-hmm. back in the odin days uh when when the society was still intact yeah so uh, very Excuse cool me. um <laughs> but that was uh I, honestly uh you know i'd only knew, uh known jess from her photography and um she came right out the gate uh throwing punches at bill and i and I, and i thought uh <laughs> So, so this let's could be a fun that tiger yum yum <laughs> that's right uh so this could be a fun a fun round table but uh since uh, we haven't, haven't had these guys on in a while plus we uh haven't ta- the host haven't talked in a bit we're going to do what we normally do in the first segment and talk about what we've been up to and we always start with mr andre dominguez so mr dominguez what have you been up to brother
1: ah uh, let's see uh i went on a little bit of a of a photo walk with my uh my, my new kind of we're, we're becoming closer friends, uh, Hernandez. He lives uh, in the same neighborhood as as my girlfriend does now, and so usually, given that she's a pretty, uh, you know, not late sleep, oh late sleeper, yeah, no late riser. That's that's (laughs) to say, Uh, I'll typically on a Saturday morning uh, head over there, you know, kind of hit him up, go around uh, taking some some photos on the street, and uh, he actually ended up uh, bringing me back to to his place and showing me how to use like strobes, like an intro. To, to flash photography and strobe uh, course given that he he teaches lighting at CalArts. Arts so just had a lot of fun uh, that Saturday and then uh, Sunday morning went to uh, another friend's house who's a he's a amateur woodworker um, his his primary source of income is as an actor but given uh, COVID he's been leaning a lot on the on the woodworking side of things these days and after about maybe two months of kind of pestering him, he finally agreed to uh, help me out with mounting my medium format and onto a beautiful custom oak uh, base sitting over there. So now I've got one enlarger wow. there, one there, another one there, and then <laughs> <I> one. <got> it. <laughs> uh, it's at four right now, which is a little much, but hopefully now <laughs> it's going to be my main one. And then this is for when I want to do 4 by 5 I should be able to sell the other two. But that was a lot of fun to kind of document him in the wood shop, And we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, me doing some, some behind-the-scenes stuff for, for his YouTube channel. Uh, it's an excellent opportunity for me to learn some more editing stuff as well as uh, make some darkroom prints for him to hang up in the shop. So, yeah, really looking forward to it.
0: Oh, very cool. Is that uh, pretty much uh, your, your week?
1: Pretty much it. Other than that, just uh, just you know, keep them busy.
0: Uh, do you feel like this wooden base is actually going to hold up that monstrosity of a of a of an enlarger? like? <laughs>
1: <What>? <laughs> this one is the one that scares me.
0: This
1: uh, one is To invite somebody over to help me lift onto. Oh, the that's
0: display. right. That's the media. It's the it's the middle one that needed the base. Is that right? No one needed the base. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's go on to uh, Roxana. Roxana, what have you been up to?
2: Oh, well, um, ghostifying myself because I saw that. you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, Roxanna put out an awesome uh, uh, Instagram stories. Uh, kind of, uh, I guess it's has. I guess it's probably still up, right? Was has it already went you know down what? yet? I
2: think you know what I'll do. Only because it's kind of like a tutorials, I'll save it. Yeah. I think I can okay. go back and I can save it so it's in my stories. Okay. But, yeah. It, it basically what I did was a double exposure where I shot the background and then second round I shot myself being a ghost. And right. it was a blast. I had so much <laughs> fun doing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it looked like and you already you already had showed so many results and it looked like you got some some good ones. Yeah.
2: I look kind of creepy. I like <laughs> I horrified my sister and Brian. They're like, you look like now when I look at old fashioned photos that they say it's ghosts, I'm not going to even believe them anymore.
0: <laughs> right, right. right. And uh, so uh, Roxanne already getting the, uh, well, the, the NPP ghost challenge photos uh, this contest is going on. Uh, uh, yeah. This thing going, it's going to go till November 1st. And uh, so we've got like a lot of submissions already and some really good, creepy stuff. And, uh, if you have any ghost photos or creepy photos uh, on the Facebook group, we're doing this all on the Facebook group because uh, the Instagram thing didn't work so well for the 80s challenge. So we're not <laughs> going to do that. <laughs> so, And uh, uh, so you just go to the uh, negative positives Facebook group and the announcements uh, is right there at the top of the page. There's a, uh, a thread where you can put your creepy photos and man, there's some good ones already. So and uh, Andre, you got something in the mail that means we yeah. might have to give away some more prizes for that because Mr. Mike Padua from shoot film co hooked us up.
1: So yeah. yeah, I I you know was talking to to Mike and Roxanne a few weeks ago when we were coming up with the idea and ironing out all the details. And uh, Mike was pretty much all sold out uh, of a lot of his kind of Halloween, his very iconic Halloween themed uh, shoot film coast stuff. And so I managed to to snag one of the last uh, uh, glow in the dark film is undead embroidered patches and. Uh, I mean, Mike Padua clearly pays attention to to the orders coming in, and he's fulfilling all of them himself, I imagine. So uh, we, I got in the mail today what I thought was just going to be a, a teeny tiny little envelope with one of these ended up being uh, five mm. of these uh, glow-in-the-dark patches, uh, five um, photo memo photographer uh, memo books, and then five of the little rolling with my homies. <laughs> It'll it'll be a very uh, shoot film co sponsored <laughs> for this challenge.
0: Right. So I guess we're gonna have to have like five winners, about five big wieners, I guess, because uh, uh, I mean, yeah, we got. We got <laughs> uh, so, I'm I mean, the lo- wiener. That's, that's a lot. <laughs> Sorry, that's, Mario. A, that's a lot of wieners to take down for this contest, but I think we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, All right, Roxanne, you got anything else?
2: Oh, oh, one more thing, actually, you know, my... My, like, number one sponsor for my club sent me, well, and it's so serendipitous because we were talking about Mike's contest with the sprockets and how I didn't have a camera for it, Mm -hmm. and I don't even think, I don't know if he even heard it, but we're on video, so I can show you. He sent, I know, watch out, watch out, with, like, a ton of lenses, the medium format Diana so yeah, nice. he was like, use it, give it away, do, you know. He was like, the Diana and I are not in love. So guess what? I'm going to be shooting with sprockets. There you go.
0: For the, <laughs> yeah, for the Matt loves cameras sprocket contest, right? Yeah, that's
2: right. Yeah. That's right. So I'm all about the contest this week. <laughs> all,
0: they, all these contests are just stressing me out because uh, I can't see <laughs> anything done. But uh, so,
2: <laughs> I'm here to push you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. All right. Uh, is that it, Roxana?
2: Yeah, that's all.
0: Okay, let's move over to uh, Mr. Bill Manning. Uh, Bill, you. Uh, I mean got just a couple of small little 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 pants in the fire, right? Something like that. Yeah. Jeez, man. I don't even know where to start, dude. Uh first of all, I wanna
3: just give a big shout out to Mac, Mike Mike Padua Padua, Padua. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um for the uh recently the new uh hoodies that he's been put out. Clearly we gotta put I gotta get a new hoodie anyway. Um the uh the crossover. Um, alternate universe, uh, oh, hoodies yeah, have been fantastic, yeah, those are funny, yeah. Uh, mm. so I'm definitely gonna get one before uh, Kodak and Ilford shut them down. I
0: saw the Fuji one that had like uh, it looked like a Kodak emblem but it said Fuji, and the Kodak that looked like, yeah. Fuji. That, is there an Ilford one? I haven't, I haven't seen, yeah, the there's yet. an
3: Ilford one. I think it says it says uh, Kodak Portra 400, and it's like the the hp5 uh design <laughs> it's pretty awesome I'm, I'm going to definitely get one of those
0: it's, well that, yeah. that actually is perfect because uh, my uh my wife got got, got a hold of uh, some um uh, some instagram filters pack or something and mm-hmm. it's it's one of the ones that has like the kodak Portra yeah uh, sprockets and stuff on, on it and i told my wife i was like hey uh just uh so you don't piss off any film photographers uh only use that for black and white i mean for color because uh portrait is color film and you know, i see too <laughs> many people using Portra <laughs> Portra, you know wall uh side uh, sprockets you know on their uh, filters or whatever and they use Did it on a black tell and white you to fuck
5: off? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, not about that thing. I'm sure she did later in the day. But uh, so. uh, all right. Uh, and why did I have Jess Jones on this podcast? I'm trying to it I, don't
5: know. I don't know either.
0: <laughs> all right, Bill. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, yeah, you got it. tell this stuff, man. Yeah.
3: <laughs> no. Um, yeah. No. It's. Podcast-wise, uh, COVID-19 really threw a wrench into the, into the gears for me. Um, so I had a lot of traveling, a lot of um, podcasts that were going to be like in-person interviews. And obviously, all that got thrown pretty much under the bus. And so it was kind of like, uh, you know, a pivot. And so uh, things are starting to back, you know, gears are starting to turn a little bit. And so... Uh, a new studio is actually in the works being built out and all that stuff. So it has been a roller coaster ride, uh, to say the least, uh, the last uh, few months and everything. So episodes have not really been pushing out, but I've been kind of focusing on YouTube and um, uh, focusing on photographers that have really inspired me. Uh, And it's not just like film photographers but it's also digital and just photography in general um and so uh there's there's going to be some really cool content that's going to be coming down the lines in the next
0: few months cool and uh there's a uh, maybe a, a building you need to talk about is there something something there something's going on there yeah <laughs> so yeah so
3: uh new studio. <laughs> Um, so I have been focusing on, I guess, getting back to the basics as far as my photography, you know, uh, I've been doing a lot of, uh, headshot photography, a lot of editorial work and everything along those lines and kind of doing a refresh of the studio or on my portfolio. And, um, and so I've been really focusing on my own photography. something I haven't really focused on in a few years now Mm because when the, the podcast kicked in and everything grew so quickly it was podcast 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 and uh and then my photography kind of just stagnated i guess and Uh so it's been kind of nice of a pivot to go back to that and um and so i've been kind of really focusing on kind of getting my craft and getting some work
0: right right and uh i saw recently you did um Like you did a headshot and that person possibly got a role or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
3: I, um, so I can't, I can't really talk about the role that she got, but it's for a, uh, a pretty big online, uh, network. And so she has gotten a, um, sorry, my screen like dropped out of here. Um, so she got a pretty big role, and uh, it was as a result of her headshot work. And so, um, uh, pretty excited about that. Yeah. Uh, Congratulations to you camera. and her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more happy for her. You know, yeah, right. it's great to have, you know, my work, you know, make such an impact on somebody's life and everything along those lines. And And I think that's kind of you know, I've always seen my work as really being I guess selfless you know in a way where it's like I'm uh, it's there to help other people um and so for her to you know get out of covid-19 and be able to get a a a role in and a job you know I guess in that kind of regards it has been really rewarding to see that and when she messaged me uh, I was just completely blown away I just couldn't I couldn't believe it so
0: uh, that's cool really not very for cool it. yeah yeah well i like the idea that um you, know, you said that uh when your podcast was really kind of you know growing and, and, and blowing up that you really weren't able to get much photography done i think i'm gonna use that as my excuse from here on out it's <laughs> <just> this, this <laughs> thing is just getting so big that i just don't have time for photography anymore that's a... <laughs>
1: it
0: it's, right. it's not you know the wife and kids it's the podcast right right you know i mean hey you gotta you got to go where that where that where that money train's coming in at, you know. And uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, how's it going on, Mike? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting on it. <laughs> I think I think the I think this train this station's abandoned. Actually, I, I, I've been sitting here for a while. But uh, so, weren't uh,
5: you promoted recently?
0: I was. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I'm a team leader at at Ford now. So yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, uh, oh. uh, yeah, it's uh, it's I've done my first full week of it now, and. Uh, Uh, Yeah, it's it's uh, actually that's kind of a little bit about my week, I guess. So uh, I'll go ahead and do mine, and uh, then we'll get to you, Jess. Yeah, (laughs) because I got nothing anyway. So, Uh, but yeah, I got to. uh, uh, It's it's been interesting. It's like the first time I've had to use my mind at work, and rather than just be a a robot, you know, basically a human robot. So, uh, and uh, I have to like you know really main keep the line going and make sure we have all the parts and order parts and count the uh how many parts we built and like turn in numbers all night long and and so it's it's it's, it was challenging at first but i'm starting to get the hang of it and i think i think i'm gonna i think i'm gonna like it and it's a it's a dollar 50 more an hour so there you go but uh so (laughs) you know it's a little more money so um uh you just got to be but i've never had to like deal with people uh like like this normally you go into work at, at at a factory and you you kind of buy yourself or you might be working next to somebody, but I really wasn't. And so you're kind of by yourself with your own thoughts and podcasts, or whatever, all night. And now I have to, like, deal with people. And uh, so we'll see how, how if I've lost my social skills in the last 20 years of being on the line. I don't know if we'll find out. But, but um, yeah. but yeah, but it has, it has cut into my podcast listening, though, because I used to listen to podcasts all night at work. So uh i'm gonna have to find another time to listen to a podcast or i'm going to be out of the loop on everything that's going on with all the other film podcasts that i like to keep up with so uh but as far as um the rest of my week the only shooting i did is today we went they to, took the family to uh, miniature golf uh, we call it putt putt here do you all call it putt putt is that as is yeah. that is that yeah, nationwide putt. okay yeah and uh so uh and uh it's was, it was fun. it's fine i took uh, my little uh, Pentax UC one, and I uh, had some TriX in there uh, that I needed to finish up. So I still didn't finish it up. I still got like three more shots uh, left on it. So I guess I'm going to do some mirror selfies to get rid of that row. So, uh, <laughs> but but, <laughs> but uh, uh, and other than that, like as far as uh, um, the rest of my week, I just got some really cool stuff in the mail, and I'm going to talk about all these on Ace uh, the next solo show. And and people gave nice letters and stuff like that. Uh, but I just want to show since we're on video, I get to show these things a little bit. So got a, a little. A, little zine, a zine from uh, Mr. Sam Warner. Um, there you go. Uh, finding was it? Finding the Grain from Sam Warner came in today. Thank you, Sam. I'll be talking about that on the solo show. I got a nice little letter from uh, Alessandro Cornacchia and um, typewritten on an actual typewriter. Uh, very uh, very oh, nice. And then the cool thing was he sent the Polaroid of the typewriter. So how analog is that? Uh. Yeah, there you go. And uh, oh, And, but the best thing, the APS revival. It is the hottest trend in film photography. It's taken over the world by storm An APS single use camera. Check that out. <laughs> and oh it's even God. got, it's even got single bleak. use format. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, you don't want to be one of the cool kids. You don't have to be one of the cool kids, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, so it's got like a little slide, It's even got the slider that changes the viewfinder, which that was pretty advanced for a well, it is advanced photo system, but yeah. Uh, it goes from, uh, H H to panorama. So yeah. And, and the flash still works on it. I, I like it, This thing expired in 1996. And, the, and you, if you hold down the flash button, the flashlight comes on. So the flash still works. So huge thanks to Alessandro Cornacchia for sending me that. Yeah. And, um, and the other thing, Oh, um, the, uh, partnership of the passing pentax uh, from the eric o'hara out in texas Uh, it's finally my turn to do it everybody's put stickers on it from all around the the people that have shot with this thing this thing has been through about 10 photographers hands so far and i think there's only me and maybe dustin cogsdale might be next i I think uh, there's only a couple people left to finish this project but this inside this box is a pentax uh k1000 se and everyone has shot it and we're all shooting double x film on it Uh, Eastman double X. And so I'm looking forward to see this thing when it's done and like, cause it's kind of, it's a cool concept to have everybody shot the same camera, the same lens and the same film, but it's just 12 different photographers. So I think what a great concept it is to kind of see, you know, cause there's, there's nothing that, that, that makes any, uh, that defines any of it except for what we, what our eye sees, you know, cause all the equipment's the same. I think it's a a really cool idea. So looking forward to um, another project I got (laughs) to probably, (laughs) i would be late on. So <laughs>
1: but, uh, I have to mail you a Sinistil sticker to stick on there because I completely forgot to. I'll
0: see if I have an extra one because I know you gave me several, and I'll stick one on there for you because you because you you slacked on your sticker sticker game. So yeah, but uh, uh but I'll let you know on that. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much my week. So um, uh, let's uh, I guess move on to uh, I mean, does anybody want, have any questions, burning questions about the APS uh, system or? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: a question on the panorama. Is it like? even smaller format like it does it take half of your APS frame or is yeah,
0: it just... it does yeah <laughs> it's just like <laughs> well I mean come on but I mean, you still got plenty of real estate because APS is the large format of sub sub 35 millimeter format so you know that's uh what is it super eight <laughs> <laughs> sorry just <Jess>. go
5: no. <laughs> no I I love hearing about it This is great <laughs> keep going
0: yeah, well, you know, it's uh I, I've been posting some uh, uh I took some some photos in uh in Florida on my one of my APS cameras of like the it was the old Kodak uh C forty one black and white. And this row came out so strange, man, because like you know, uh when I scanned it, I scanned them all the same. But some of the photos came out really with a real bluish tint. Some of them came out with like a sepia tone tint, and then some of them just came out like traditional black and white. And I was gonna like correct them all in Photoshop and and just get them all just looking like black and white. But I was like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this man. I'm gonna let the blue tint ride and the sepia <laughs> tint ride. I mean, you know, it's expired film. It's what you're expecting out of this kind of stuff. So uh, I just decided not to color correct any of it. These are just just use the straight scans. And, and you know, if you're using expired film, roll with it. You know. So that's uh, that's kind of I, I, th- I thought they kind of looked unique. Uh, most people will probably think they look like shit. So, but I, I you know, I don't care. You know, I'm, I'm doing me. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, very good. All right, Jess. So, what have you been up to?
5: Well, the last time we talked, we all had so many hopes and dreams.
4: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> there were
5: so many things we thought we were all going to do. It's <laughs> been a long journey. It feels like yesterday and also like five years ago that we all were right. all talking to each other so but happy to see you all now
4: yeah yeah as
5: far as my week i've pretty much been at work
0: it's well, prob- much- probably, probably a good thing that you're at work right because <laughs> <laughs> weren't you worried a little bit about uh i think on one of the zoom calls we had uh the brewery was kind of you know not not yeah um, i yeah. mean
5: quarantine you always or with the pandemic you always worry and yeah. uh we pretty much did curbside and delivery the whole time. So we were okay. still selling a lot of beer. So I I worked my way through the entire time. Whether I was paying or not, eh, it's all right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's pretty much been here. I've been shooting some large format Ektar that I've been having sit around for a while. So I shot some of that at Shenandoah recently. Um, I have... Be one instant film that I still need to shoot, and I I've been trying to make a plan for that now that we have a little bit cooler weather because it's been hot as hell here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Not as sorry, not as hot as California. (laughs)
4: So
5: I'm really sorry. That sounds just awful. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine what that's like because the South is hot enough. I can't imagine a fire being nearby as well. So I'm so Mm -hmm. sorry, guys. Um, but it has been. Just hot and buggy. I'm sure Atlanta has felt the same all summer. So it finally cooled down. We got some cooler weather. So I was able to get outside a little bit, shoot some more. Um, Been trying to work more on my Instax pinholes. I I build little pinholes out of Cafe Lustelo cans and shoot some Instax in those. And it's always fun. You kind of hand roll them out a little bit. Um, And that's about it. That's all I've been kind of working on right now i've been taking it easy this year
0: Mm. well you've already you are that's already more than i've done in the last 18 months so you're doing all right so
5: (laughs) that's not this week that's like this whole year right
0: right, it's less
5: than i would normally do because i i run a photo a film photo group in richmond and we haven't met since the beginning of the year due to all of this i think we did a photo walk right our last photo walk was right when all this kind of began here in march and then i haven't we haven't done anything since um which is kind of a bummer but i see people are still shooting and stuff and they're posting in our little facebook group so that's good to see um but i'm hoping that we can get out and start shooting more i shot some during the uh we have a lot of monuments here in richmond i'm sure you've seen that on the news and stuff um as it is capital of confederacy so i've shot some of the stuff going on down there uh trying not to post too much of that because it's not really my place but uh sharing some of that and that's pretty much all i've been doing so far this year i could do more but we'll get there
0: yeah yeah well very good very good um yeah that's uh i haven't really uh documented anything i know everybody knows there's a, there's a lot of stuff going on right now and i haven't really documented any of it and uh I, i've always i've been torn on that man like i, I don't know if that's if yeah. something i'm gonna look back and, and be like man i should have documented some of that maybe it's our job as photographers to document that kind of stuff uh know, but,
5: it's, hard. Yeah. it's hard to decide if it's appropriate or not especially mm-hmm. considering we're all we're all white i'm assuming that's yeah, yeah, just yeah. what you are <laughs> right. based on this <laughs> but yeah, it's hard to decide right. what's appropriate,
1: or not, especially as a photographer. <laughs> What'd you say, Andre? Excuse me, I'm am Latin American, but you know. <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, What do y'all think? Since we're kind of on that subject, I know it's probably it's we, every every podcast has kind of talked about it and stuff. But like, what do you like? You know, Bill, Roxanne, and Andre, what do you think about it? Do you think you will look back on this and wish you'd documented it more, or you feel like you have, or uh, where are you guys with it?
1: I feel like I've documented it, but maybe not in in the way that some people would kind of expect. Like, I've got very, very few photos of, you know, signs of restaurants closed or people in masks and things like that. What I've been doing more during uh, this whole pandemic this year is documenting, like, the simple little ordinary mundane part of being stuck at home with uh with my girlfriend Mm. and in in that way i choose to to recognize that i've documented my experience during this year and this time uh and and that experience didn't include going to protests or going to to marches or spending a lot of time outdoors around people with masks and, and and documenting the the pandemic so, that's kind of how I choose to to answer that question Now, I don't know if that's kind of a cop out, but
5: <laughs> oh. whatever you feel comfortable with
1: mm-hmm.
2: i and I think that there's different ways of supporting different causes, like I didn't go out to document so much either um because while well, I've been at home and I work at home but mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's funny, but I think that it has come to light so much that where, where I think instead of documenting, I, I do support in other ways, like purchasing from like small business owners, black small business owners, um, buying zines from more artists and, um, you know, and running my groups at school. So I'm a huge advocate at school for, you know, I have my Youth for Equality right. club also on top of my photography club.
0: Oh, nice. <laughs> <That's awesome.
2: laughs> so, wow. so, you know, I, I think that everybody can can show support in different ways. It doesn't have Absolutely. to be marketing or photographing yeah. or documenting. I have never... I am probably the opposite of a photojournalist. Um, <laughs> I'm like, let's throw some rainbow. Can we like throw rainbows in there?
4: I, know.
5: <laughs> um, but, <you> know. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I, I don't shoot really around people at all. It's pretty rare that I do. I'm mostly just outside in alone time because I do work where I'm talking to strangers all day long. So then when I go shoot, it's, rarely that there's people involved so i totally understand mm. i'm not, mm. a, not a documentary photographer in that way at all i wish that i were a little more talented at that but it's not my forte
0: did andre freeze on us is, is andre frozen on your all screen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or, or is. Is like, it, it, is, it like, sort of looks like he's asleep actually but, uh, <laughs> 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 Oh no Uh, you
1: still not see me move Mm, Now we can
3: I can yeah How about now Stop picking your nose Andre
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Bill any thoughts on this
3: Um you know So uh there Has been um Some photographers that have done An amazing job telling The story that has been Specifically happening to Atlanta Um And so I know that they are doing an amazing job telling that story and documenting what is happening. Um, And I personally don't think that I would be a good candidate as far as a photographer and documenting uh, um, uh, everything that has been happening in Atlanta. And I think um, one of those things that... um, Uh, I've been trying to help is those that have reached out to me on the back end and said, hey, you know, we're really interested in doing this particular project and kind of bringing awareness um, to, for example, Black Lives Matter, Um, you know, what can we do to help? Right, And Mm. so there's been a lot of things that I've been doing on on the back end trying to help connect people to, say, like Kodak Professional along those lines, you know, on projects that they found interesting. And so um, while, you know, the the page has not been vocal as far as, you know, documenting those things, I've certainly been in a way trying to help, you know, uh, help those that are, you know, feeling influenced on trying to make a something happened i've certainly been trying to help in that in that regards so Uh it's kind of you know there's there's no pictures or anything along those lines uh involved with that but certainly you know trying to help wherever i can to you know make sure that those that can do an adequate job in telling that story have the ability to tell that story
0: very cool very cool yeah all right, I think i th- I think we just kinda honestly I think we blew a really good round table discussion right there, but uh <laughs> 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 so, but uh. All right. Well, uh, I think we'll go ahead and take us a break here, and uh, we're going to come back and uh, figure out what are what are going to be our topics for this uh, this roundtable, and uh, we'll get to them. We we'll have probably you know a couple of three topics or so in the next segment, And maybe two in the last. But uh, uh, we're going to discuss that a little a little a little planning. We'll show planning here because we're so pre- prepared. All the show prep that goes into the show is just amazing. But uh, so, <laughs> but uh, uh, we'll take a break, and uh, we'll be right back, folks. Folks, we are back from the break and it is time to meet the panelists of episode 330, The Negative Positive's Roundtable Discussion. I'm Mike Gutterman. I'm in Louisville, Kentucky and I'm drinking Miller Lite.
1: I'm Andre Dominguez in Los Angeles, California and I'm drinking Larceny Small Batch Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey with a Mexican Coke.
2: I'm Roxana Angles. I'm from Palm Desert, California and I am drinking an icy... Cold water,
3: and my name is from <laughs> drinking a.
5: And my name is Jess Jones from the Greater Richmond area, drinking a fine creek. Sing on.
0: All right, so you have met the panelists of the roundtable discussion tonight uh, and of course if you haven't listened to a roundtable episode before, uh, the way we do it, each each panelist comes up with a hot topic in the film community and we give you, uh, we give each topic 10 minutes all under the pressure of the Grey lab timer. Uh, and uh, you know if you uh, let's see let's see if we can get this going here. Uh, it, when the time runs out, we hear the the incredibly scary um, where is it? Nope, that didn't work. it uh, <laughs> not working. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Incredibly scary sound of the Grey Lab timer. And we generally try to get Andre buzzed on this. So uh, let's uh, let's see how many times we can, we can buzz Andre uh, <laughs> with this discussion. And so I'll go ahead and start out. Um, make sure the timer is set. I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. I'm going to go with the first topic. And uh, my topic is, let me start it up, uh, is... When I started uh, shooting film photography uh, back in gosh, late '90s, early 2000s, uh, when I got serious about it, I guess. I mean, obviously, I shot it most of my life, but uh, when I really actually tried to learn photography, uh, there was a lot of. Uh, uh, I wasn't home developing. There was a lot of one-hour photo places everywhere. A lot of labs uh, on every corner. You go into a Walgreens, get, get your your photos and four by six prints in an hour. You know that that was just a common thing. Uh, so I wasn't home developing, and but. I wanted to shoot black and white and the idea of like buying tri X and like sending it off to a lab that would actually do traditional black and white processing was pretty expensive. And so I I did shoot a ton of the, uh, C 41 black and white, the, uh, color negative black and white films from uh, Kodak and Ilford back in the time. And, uh, and now currently, uh, those labs have, a lot of those labs are gone. And, uh, also I think the only C 41 black and white film that I know it's currently manufactured is Ilford's, uh, what is it? The XP two, I believe it is. And, um, So I wonder, do you guys think that that film is a relative film that could actually help people get into black and white or make it easier for uh, new photographers? Do you think it's a film that would uh, like get more people into film photography or help people starting out with it? and uh and so what's your thoughts on that and then secondly uh what film would you like to see come back maybe besides i wonder if maybe kodak should reintroduce their c41 black and white but i don't know if there's enough of a market for it now because i think back when i'm talking the time i'm talking about i thought it was a very uh, viable product but whether it is now i don't know but so and just any other film you'd like to see come back i'm gonna go ahead and throw my vote in for uh kodak plus x i've been on a um Uh, a train of getting plus x back for a long time and i i think it's it's missing in kodak's uh catalog because you know they have t max 100 but that's a that's a t grain film they don't have any traditional grain film in that slower um uh uh, speed so i think uh uh i mean uh, uh, plus x at that 125 iso would be a great thing for them to bring back i think they're missing that out of their portfolio so uh but yeah okay i'll let you all go
2: I second that actually. I'm going to just jump in there because there was a moment in time when I was shooting only color and no black and white. And I kept on messing up all my black and white developments. And that film saved me because I really wanted to shoot black and white. And I would love it if, if Kodak came back out with that, but you know, I'm always trying new, well, or they're, comeback films. I get super excited when that happens. So yeah. I'm with you on that. I, I I, want I want more film. I I want it to come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think like, you know, I mean, I think most people when they get into film photography, they're not going to, uh, not necessarily going to dive into home developing yet. That usually comes a little later, but I think you, they, having a C41 option, I mean, obviously Ilford has their options, so they have that option, but like, I think that's a good film for them to shoot black and white. And uh, and 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 use their whatever process they they were going to plan on using starting out. I just I think it's a valuable thing. I, and but I I just wonder if it really sells in any any sort of quantities though. So uh, I don't know who what else. Uh, what else we got here? What else do y'all think?
1: I think that it, it, it Oh makes- no, no
0: no no, Bill. What do you got? But <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um,
3: <laughs> so it's actually really funny you brought this up, like because I've been shooting a lot of XP two lately. Um. Oh. And- and I don't know where to begin on this because I was actually literally thinking about writing up a blog post about this um, It has the dynamic range of color negative um, It also is cheaper to develop even to this day Right, So you take it to any of the major labs, the fine lab, the dark room, you take it to Richard photo lab, any of those guys Black, traditional black and white is going to be more expensive, hands down. Right. Um, So processing at C41 is going to save you a buttload of money already Mm. just doing that. I have really fallen in love with the tones with XP2 Super. And it was kind of almost like a... I went to Dunwoody Photo literally last week and bought a whole bunch of film like i went in i was like hey i want to get some film and uh they're like well all we got is ilford film i was like okay i mean i got nothing against ilford but not my primary choice but what let's see what we got now went and looked and all they had was xp2 super and uh delta 3200 i was like let's do it right Right, so i i bought a whole bunch of uh, it's literally the two films that I don't really buy all that much. And so uh, I got them processed. I actually did in the Cinestill C41 uh, kit. Um, so I expect uh, a royalty check for that endorsement, Andre. <laughs> um, but um, I was really happy with the way that the tones, the black tones. I'm, I'm going to do a whole write-up on this, actually, because it's a film that I honestly don't think gets enough love and um, and there's just so many benefits that are behind it. Um, and I would hope that Kodak uh, introduces the what is it the 400 uh, uh, BWCN. Yeah, yeah. So Bringing that back,
0: I think it'd be a good product for them. I, I I would rather have Plus X first, and then we can work on that. But uh, but but I do think the BW uh, 400 CN would be a great product to come back with. Now, you make a good point about. Um, just it being uh, so much cheaper at, at labs because, uh, yeah, I mean, um, especially like, I mean, if you're looking at, I mean, doing it at home, it's it's easier to black uh, process black and white, you know, cheaply. But but even if you're doing home processing of color, think about it. You can throw a color row and a black and white C41 yeah. row in the same tank and like, you know, you can you can, you can uh, yeah, and and do it at three and a half minutes development. So you're push it you know to 1600, yeah, sixteen
3: hundred man, push it to sixteen hundred, you're going to be yeah. blown away. I, I wow. promise you blown away
0: with it and the, and the latitude would be more like a color negative film so you yep. do have that yeah yeah huh okay uh jess what do you think, I mean, I no, think you know you know i'm still agree. avoiding on i'm avoiding, I'm avoiding <laughs> audrey
5: <laughs> sorry uh <laughs> yeah pushing into it 1600 it's really nice um i mean i'm kind of a I'm one of those typical Tri-X and HP-5 shooters, but I pretty much only shoot black and white to shoot 1600, and I, I love it. And my black and white chemicals, I keep them for over a year, and I still use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Color chemicals I'll use for like six months or so, so I just love that versatility of the black and white chemicals. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, I kind of agree agree with Bill's film choice there.
0: Oh, okay, awesome. Have you ever shot uh, a C41 black and white, Jess?
5: Yeah, I have. Yeah. I mm-hmm. so there was an Ilford film that I accidentally shot a few times that I didn't realize I had, and it was kind of it was okay. It was a little it was a little muddier, but I there's some that I've been wanting to try that I have in my fridge that I
0: mm-hmm.
5: have been kind of putting off for a little while. So mm-hmm. I, I, I've
0: got a I got a pretty sure. good. I have a pretty large stash of the Kodak uh, BW400. Uh, in, in the freezer. It's expired, obviously, but the Kodak came out with so many different names of that. They had BW400CN, there was a uh, they, they just, one time they just called it black and white 400. And then there was, uh, there was even a portrait of black and white and it was basically the all C41, uh, yeah. black and white. Yeah. They had so many, they caught
5: one of those.
0: I, yeah. I think they had a hard time figuring out how to market that film and make people understand what it was. And so they kept changing the name on it and maybe they changed the formulas as well, but man, there's a ton of different C41 Kodak, uh, black and whites that came out uh, under different names. And I think it was all kind of relatively the same film, but all right. Well, Andre, you gotta, you gotta, uh. Yeah, about ninety seconds. You should be good.
1: <laughs> Start with the positives and then go to the negatives. Go from like super great supporter and then uh, turn into an old curmudgeony fart. Uh, but C forty one black and white, as you guys have said, is I think extremely important to get people into it because of cost uh, in a lot of places around the world. Getting access to black and white, and we're we're all thinking of things pretty much in the context of the US and the infrastructure that you have in the US where anybody that's able to stick a fucking envelope in the mail can send something to somewhere like the darkroom and get their film processed. In a lot of places around the world, you don't have the option to do that. Black and white uh, chemistry may be uh, hard to get a a hold of. Same thing with with color, Uh, but I think in terms of accessibility and introducing people to it in a more cost-effective way, awesome. Go for it. You know, the the, the tones look awesome. I've shot some XP2. I haven't shot the uh, BW400CN yet from Kodak. Uh, The only thing that makes me not shoot that is that now that I'm venturing more into the black and white darkroom printing process, I'm starting to think so much more critically about how i want the final presentation to look like i already don't like scanning i already don't feel as connected to you know inkjet prints that i haven't made myself not that my black and black and my darkroom prints are (laughs)
3: the reaction on video is so much better than it is on audio Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) uh, the sheer uh, shock
0: uh, uh, is so much better Alright, go ahead, go ahead, Andre. Finish All the right. point, there. <laughs> <laughs> are, are, I you, are
4: you
1: are, I are. saying? <laughs> uh, I was talking about dark pretty much, but like, I don't think that, especially now when I'm still kind of trying to get back into it, I don't think that my darkroom prints are quote unquote better than a, an inkjet print that that somebody could make at home. Or that like a lab could do if they processed the film and you ordered prints, but I that va- me personally, I value so much the process of bringing the 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 photo the entire way through to the to the black and white silver gelatin print these days, and this wasn't the case you know a few years ago, to where if I'm shooting something that doesn't allow me to get to that process, I'm automatically a little bit less interested even if scanning it it's going to look really fucking rad so i right. shot xp2 i really like how it looks but the fact that i can't print it in a black and white darkroom really bums me out my yeah. xp2
5: has been so muddy i don't know about y'all but mine just never showed up that great mm. when i shot it
0: you should try the kodak uh, i don't i never found it muddy uh so yeah um, I don't know. I always, I, you know, oh, this is a whole other topic. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to go into this topic because it'll take us to another rabbit hole. But, uh, we, we kind of forgot to mention, I, I didn't get your all's, uh, uh, choices on what, um, uh, what, what, what film you'd like to see come back.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'll start because I was so rudely interrupted. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, <go> <laughs> there's no winning, um i I think that in terms of film stocks we are pretty well covered in terms of the mainstream things i know that mikey really want plus x but do we need another slow well i mean i guess it would be called medium speed back in the day but modern times a slow speed black and white film not really yeah
0: yeah, andre you haven't shot plus x man uh it's good i haven't
1: but uh I think something a little bit more niche is in order and whereas I respect and think it's a good thing for the overall industry these like crazy wacky pre-exposed stuff like more power to the people that make and shoot those kinds of films I would love something that's like genuinely niche and special purpose so my choice is going to be the uh kodak uh color infrared aerochrome
0: uh yeah that's a good one or i'd take the kodak uh, hie the, the black and white infrared. Uh, yeah, that'd be great too but yeah
2: okay. andre you took mine that's <laughs> exactly what i was gonna say i'm like that's the one that i know is absolutely impossible and i know that they won't i i know it's not going to come out these discussions have been but i want that one i want the color infrared back
3: for mm. infrared. so i I talked to Dean Benici about this because um, I bought a whole bunch from him when he was down to his last couple hundred, and he said it was about $6 million to work with Kodak to come up with a roll just for a one-time deal to come up with that. Whoa. Let
2: me see. That is so crazy. One yeah. roll
1: for $6 million. Yeah, that's 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 not happening. Yeah. <laughs> Folks, you know, if you, if you want a frame of reference, like a, a master role of Kodak Vision 3 500T is something like $50,000. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow.
1: Huh.
0: And uh,
2: Sad.
3: <laughs> who wants to start a
0: Kickstarter for $6 million to bring back Air <laughs> Bill, do you have a, a film you'd like to see come back?
3: Oh man. So uh I ordered something, so I don't know what the results are going to be, but I think this is gonna blow a lot of people's minds here. Gold 2120. Oh, oh
2: wow. Yeah.
0: That would be Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Okay.
3: So so I actually had a conversation with Kodak Professional about this way back before pre-COVID-19 days. And every once in a while they like to kind of ask me this question, like, hey, what would you like to see come back? And so I did a little bit of research on it and everything, and I I saw that Gold 200 was very popular in Europe in 120. It was not as common here in the U.S. and everything, so I I did some digging. I found somebody on eBay that uh, had five rolls of it uh, for like 35, 40 euros or something like that and i bought them and they expired 2001 refrigerator storage and uh right when covid 19 happened germany shut down shipping to the us Uh. and so i could not get my hands on it so they it literally just opened up i just got the email saying that they just shipped it out so um i will be doing a I guess, expired film review of Gold 200 in One Twenty, with the hopes that I can possibly encourage uh, the folks over at Kodak to uh, pull that recipe back out of their uh, archives to
0: make that happen. Wow. I'm not even sure I knew that that existed. Uh, I, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I didn't either. Wow. Wow. Okay. Uh, Jess, what do, what do you got? What would you like to see come back? It I don't, you're going to say Polaroid pack film, aren't you?
5: <laughs> yeah anyone that knows me it's going to be peel apart film right. yeah whether it's fuji whether it's polaroid i mean i'd prefer fuji just because you can turn their negatives in or ter- bleach their negatives to be actual negatives so i would i would like that very much yeah we'll see we'll see what happens in the future i right. don't think Fuji gives a rat's ass but if one instant can keep it going, I feel bad for them for having to send all the orders during the pandemic. And I'm sure that wasn't easy. I think they were just now sending out the last of their batches of their like handmade peel apart films and what's going to happen after that. I have no idea, but um, yeah, peel apart films always going to be my, my dream film.
0: Yeah, I remember. I remember. I, I didn't, really shouldn't even have had to ask you, but uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, okay. Well, that's pretty much my topic. Let's move on to, um, uh, you know, Andre's still kind of stinging from us uh, getting buzzed on that on that. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to throw him a bone and let him go next because he's very unlikely to get buzzed on his own topic. But uh, we'll Wait. we'll find out.
1: It's it's happened before. <laughs> the thing that i the thing that i wanted to mention was that you know for for folks that that may not be familiar with the process of how film is made everything starts as a master role Mm. and everything is cut down from that master role into a smaller format and then packaged so any film out well i don't want to say any but you know the vast majority of, of films out there have the possibility to be made in other formats. I've made no secret of the fact that we're trying to get uh, 800T and 50D you know, serially produced in 4x5 and X produced in 120, um, but there there is nothing stopping Kodak, for example, from making Gold 200 in 120, other than just a production, a production schedule, opportunity cost, uh, demand projections, things like that. But it is physically possible. There are certain things where that may be cost prohibitive, like uh, bringing back something like Aerochrome. But any emulsion that is currently out there in in X format, technically, can be made in any other format. Just Makes to- sense. Let people know that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, that's why you're gonna bring uh, the blessing of double uh, X to uh, the world in 120, right? So, yeah.
1: Uh, very. <laughs> soon. We're trying really <laughs> to, to make it happen this year, but if it doesn't happen this year, it will happen early next year.
0: Awesome. Well, at least we know it's 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 in the horizon because uh, I think a lot of people are gonna scramble for that one. So I'm excited about that. So, all right, Andre, I'm gonna start the timer so you can announce your topic. So here we go. Ten all minutes. Right.
1: So my topic for today is what responsibility do we have to teach film photography to others? And given the fact that right now it's much harder to do that in person, what are small ways that you guys think that we can use technology to teach aspects of film photography to others? And it doesn't even have to be like this huge, big intro to film, how to shoot film. But even something like Roxana's. Uh, Instagram stories of sort of showing how she's accomplishing these ghostly double exposures, uh, through Instagram stories. Like what are ways that you guys think that, uh, we can take advantage of this unique opportunity that we have where we're all sort of alone while still having access to technology to spread film photography and teach new techniques to other people.
0: Mm. Okay, well, uh, I got a couple of thoughts that comes up about it. I think, well, obviously we have a podcast. I think that we can we <laughs> that, that that gives us uh, immediately a leg up on on hopefully teaching people. I don't know if anybody learns anything about this other than uh, how to drink uh, alcohol, but uh, uh, but <laughs> but the um, I, I've honestly been thinking about this. I've been thinking about like you know I don't get out and shoot as much as I like to. So when I do go shoot, I've thought like why not make more of a production out of this? And now that we're talking about Uh, starting a YouTube channel. It's making me think about video content a little bit more than I would have in the past. I mean, I've only really used video for like the face cast on the face group or whatever, or Facebook group and stuff. But I thought, well, if you're going to go out, if if I got to like make a a big to do about, Hey family, I'm going to take five hours on this Monday and go shoot. Like why not like really take advantage of that time and maybe record some video while I'm doing it. Uh, showing my process or what I'm thinking about shooting or the film I'm shooting, the camera, maybe a little bit about the camera, about what I'm seeing in a scene. Uh, and there's a lot of podcasts out there that are kind of doing that. like, um uh, you know, like uh, tells from the Magic Box uh, and uh, No Piper's uh, uh, soot and whitewash where they'll like just uh, kind of take you on a journey of their day out shooting and and kind of explain their thought process thought thought process behind it. So not necessarily a tutorial on like the basics of film photography, but I do like uh, the idea of maybe in the future using video, for our, our new YouTube channel that may or may not ever get off the ground. Uh, it's up to Andre. <laughs> so, but I, I would like to see, like maybe, maybe that's something that I would like to do, like uh, to uh, use video a little bit more um, uh, because I think, um, man, I think when, when like anytime something's broke in my house, I go to YouTube and I figure out how to fix it. And usually there's whatever's broken. My house looks nothing like any of the damn videos on YouTube. So it doesn't usually <laughs> usually help me, but, but uh, that's where you go. Right. When you need information about something. So I think, uh, I'd like to have, do more video content on YouTube. I think that would be a, uh, a good way to, uh, I kind of, I think that's where people go when they need answers these days. I, re- I really do. So, all right. Who's next?
5: I mean, I, I kind of agree with Mike. I do a lot of stuff from YouTube. I watch YouTube every night before I go to bed. Uh Um, I did something today, just two different things today, just from watching YouTube, and it's a huge part of how I learned to do things. Um, I think being involved in your community, so you can't, like, if there's not a film chapter around you, uh, you can start something. I know it's a little harder now, but the film group, that i have here has been great to have people that maybe are shy about it and haven't met anyone else that shoots film and they can come out and talk to other people that are doing it so that you have some kind of facebook group i don't really like facebook a whole lot except for those groups where we can share that kind of information um Uh so you can encourage someone to develop at home because they've never done it before or show them cameras that are more accessible so they can borrow one and shoot with it and and Give tips and give help. Um, I think all of those things are really important So I totally agree with you in the YouTube part too. I won't be on YouTube, but I Love everyone that's on there so that I can learn more stuff some some of them that are kind of explaining their processes or how they Scan their film and how they edit them even if I'm not editing them in the same way I learn a lot from those people that are doing that too. So I still watch them because I wanna learn more skills like that. So I think it's a huge help and very important that we keep yeah. doing it. especially, you know, it's more popular than ever now than it used to be. And whether that will continue or not, at least those videos will always be available to people. And if we keep doing it as more films come out or whatnot, then I think it's super helpful. And that's where I usually guide anyone that asks me about it. I have cameras here, at my work so customers will ask me about it and they'll say i didn't even know that that existed still you could buy film i have this old camera i'd love to shoot with again but i didn't know you could still do it and so i kind of direct them to youtube and facebook groups so mm-hmm. it's super important so people can find that information so yeah, yeah. i, I yes. agree with both of you guys
1: jess have you have you done anything like you know, Zoom calls or things like that with your with your Greater Richmond area film shooters group.
5: We haven't yet, just because I unfortunately and am on a schedule. So most of the people that are on there, but my other, I have two friends, Nate and Chuck. They help run it with me. Kind of, they're kind of my film buds here. And they, one of them worked at the Richmond Camera Store, the only film store that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, during this whole time and he helps a lot of people in that aspect uh but we should it'd be great to set up some kind of call or something especially since we haven't had a walk in so long that would be great but fortunately, everyone's usually at work when i'm off Hmm. but one of these days maybe
0: bill what do do we got
5: Uh,
3: Well, I was going to defer to Roxana so that way she didn't get the buzzer. So I hope
0: she's on the Oh, Roxana is there. So actually, we're going to get Bill Buzz. Okay. Okay, Yeah. I'll take the blow. So,
2: Roxana. Oh, what a gentleman. I learned how to shoot film off of YouTube. Like, I am probably now on my third and a half year shooting film. And YouTube University is like, that is the best. And I think that's why, but from learning, I think that I've also taught other than the kids, I've taught like four adults as well offhand. So I I would actually love to teach adults also. And I was actually thinking about going hand in hand with the book that I'm finishing up and doing a class for adults with film photography and mindfulness and connecting the two that's my dream of what i want to do if it happens i hope but i'm not sure
0: (laughs) i love that idea i i I was thinking about like it's uh, it's one of my things on my gigantic retirement list that gets bigger as i get closer to retirement is like i but i want to teach kids like i would like to go to like my library and be like hey is there a way we can organize like uh, I guess they'd have to like background check me out of hell though. I don't know. Is there a way I can organize like, like, a, 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 like a photography film photography to teach the kids, you know, is there a way mm-hmm. I can do that and offer for free? I just, I'd want to volunteer or whatever, but like, uh, I just, I, I love the idea of like, um, yeah, of like teaching uh, like uh, um, some kids some film photography. I think it would be a fun thing to do in, in my retirement days, you know, it, as I get through my list of uh, gigantic to-do this. But uh, yeah, that's, I mean, I, I guess I don't know how possible those things are these yeah, days. Yeah, uh, yeah,
2: you can do that. Like for mm-hmm. sure. The only thing, I mean, in my state, and California is really strict. Right. It's just, you just have to get fingerprinted and cleared Mm. and after you do that then if you i think the best way is honestly to work either with a school like an after school type of program or even like here we have something that's like aces which is like these kids that are at school until six o'clock because their parents are working Mm -hmm. and they're the kids that usually need it the most. Right. right. They're the ones that latch on. So, because I'm already teaching kids, I'm like, it's so funny. I'm like, I now want to also branch out and teach adults, but you know, honestly, kids are the ones that need it. They love it. I'm starting my group up again, virtually. So that starts this Wednesday, but yeah, I think that'd be great.
0: I've always wanted to be like a uh, to, to like it, I'm not really good at sports, but I've always wanted to be a coach, uh, even though I'm not really good at sports. And, I, <laughs> and but I feel like that it's been giving me my feeling of being a coach, you know. And uh, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Uh, well, Bill Manning, you have. Thirty seconds.
3: <laughs> Thirty seconds. Um, you know, as somebody that's moving into YouTube and everything along those lines, um, you know, it is very interesting to see how much people have gone into uh, instruction uh, and, and and teaching people. I think one of the things that I think it's the hardest that I want to focus on is inspiration. Right. So anything. <sighs>
0: It's all good. Go ahead. Go ahead. I baby. don't look
3: butthurt like. Uh, Andre <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You haven't had
1: um, 50 times.
3: Yeah. No, no worries. <laughs> but um, no, I, you know, it's interesting, you know, um, uh, you can teach people how to shoot film and all that stuff, but I think it's inspiration that I really want to focus on. And I think as well, while I am moving into that space, um I'm quickly learning that it's not about the medium, right? So um, I have a really great interview that's coming up uh, in a couple days with Felix Kuhns. Um A lot of people know who Felix is and um, the style of photography that he shoots. And then I just recently had an interview with Clyde Butcher. Uh, Clyde butcher, you know very, very analog person, right so like these are two photographers that are totally on the opposite spectrum as it, when it comes to photography, and I'm quickly learning that um that I find myself inspired by these people, and that I'm hoping that I can be a facilitator of that inspiration right mm-hmm. so so that's my goal, at least in the sense of a youtuber, is that I can at least provide people that are watching it to find inspiration and at least to go out and shoot whether it's digital or a film or some kind of alternative process so that's at least from a youtuber's perspective that's my goal
0: awesome awesome all right well good job everybody i think uh, now we gotta get Roxana's uh topic right so uh let me uh set the uh set the timer here and uh Roxana yeah let's uh get this let's get the show on the road so uh,
2: <laughs> all right um all right so my topic is something and i struggle with this because i love to break rules in photography but yet my personality is sometimes i create rules for myself so like on social media i start looking at aesthetic um, and I want my page to look a certain way and I gravitate towards colors, but I feel like it also traps me. Like I trap myself into my own own rules of photography and then i was talking to my sister and she does the same exact thing where she has to like post in threes and if not she doesn't post or she waits for them to. so my question is do you create rules that trap you in your own photographer into your own photography even though nobody else is Paying attention, or they don't really give an f. They're like, you know, nobody else cares. It's just you. Hmm.
0: (laughs) I mean, no, and uh, so basically, uh, I do not. (laughs) So I don't. I don't. uh, I don't usually uh, uh, let rules uh, come into play. But I will say, like, I do like the.
4: (laughs) I'm just so mad right now.
0: (laughs) So I do like. um, <laughs> I got to myself. don't even
5: have anything to say. Uh, Just saying gibberish.
1: I, 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 I do. I do connect with with that with rocks with uh, uh, what Vanessa was saying about having to, to post these <laughs> because I do impose that on myself. If if you go to my very well uh, ignored Instagram page, you'll see that I created a while ago a rule where I post in threes and I've got, you know, a row of black and white, a row of color, but then I've also got two rows of film photography, one row of watch photography. Because I'm trying to accomplish a certain thing with my page where I can intersect these two interests because I haven't, you know, whatever, had the the, the courage or the balls to separate them. Uh, (laughs) And so when it comes to that kind of thing, it is a limitation that does make it more difficult for me to post. But at the same time, like I'm not too upset about it because I do treat it like a gallery and anything that is a little bit more flippant, anything that's a little bit more um, haphazard or just something that's not particularly meaningful, I have places to share that. I've got the Facebook group, I've got Instagram stories, I've got just messaging those photos to friends. Or printing them out on, on, you know, uh, in 4x6 and mailing them to somebody. So I'm not as bothered about the rules that I impose for myself as long as they don't diminish my, like, quality of the experience of shooting film and they don't make me upset. I joke a lot about the fact that I don't post to Instagram much. But the reality is that it really doesn't bother me, you know? We, we, we make jokes at my expense about that, but thankfully it's not something that actually bothers me. Because if it did, I'd be, like, twisting and turning and, and you know, having sleepless nights and thinking a lot about this. But the reality of the situation is that I don't. You know, I'm fine with, with the rules that I impose. I do hope that I can, you know, post more. But the fact that I haven't in a year, like, I'm having no sleepless nights because of it.
0: I I, uh, I don't care. I say I'm not that precious about my Instagram account. I literally I just put it I put shit up there, and like the only reason the only thing I use it for, basically is if at an art show some I give a business card to somebody. I was like, I don't have a website. Just check out my Instagram. There's a whole shit ton of stuff in there. Some of it's good, some of it's bad. I don't know. Like, just it, I, I don't I don't care about it. And uh, uh, but I will say the only rule I've imposed my, my on myself, and I have bitched about this several times on the podcast, maybe even taking some people off. I don't know. But a, a little hot take, a little a little controversy here. Uh, <laughs> but I only post. I have a rule. I have two accounts. Uh, one's my personal account, and one is my photography account. I only will post one photo a day. I don't care if I have 200 po- uh, photos that that I need to get posted. It's going to take me 200 days to get them posted. I am not <laughs> going to flood your feed with 36 shots of your entire <laughs> roll of film. I'm not doing it. I'm not that guy, man. Well, it like if you're there
5: anymore, it's not chronological. You could post five, and I'll only see one.
0: Yeah, I just I just don't do it, man. I'm tired of going through my feed. I'm like, well, I'm going to see this person's entire weekend of shooting today, and like I just <laughs> I don't I don't I don't, I don't, I don't I, I'm not I, I want one a day it you know like you guys are going to be seeing florida pictures till like sometime like mid-march next year so like (laughs) i just i I just i I want one a day that's my only only rule i put on myself so but uh yeah so yeah anybody else
5: i think i used to care more back in the day but now instagram is just so It's a shit show now, so I don't think about it as much because I know people aren't looking at my feed. At least new people might look at my feed and they'll follow me and they'll never look at my feed again. They'll just see what's showing up. Right. You know, along with everybody else's. So I used to think about it a lot more. Um, These days, I don't post as much i used to very firmly post at like 1 p.m and 1 a.m and then Uh 1 p.m and 1 (laughs) a.m i was in some groups i'm still in a group but we don't do it anymore where like years ago we started it where it was film photographers and we would all follow each other and like kind of critique one another's photos through the comments so we kind of like boost each other up but also give good feedback and stuff like that and it used to help with your i guess it just used to help in general like get your photo seen and stuff and we're still in that group and i love that group we even put out a zine together but uh we don't really do that anymore now we just kind of check in with each other see how we're doing in our regular lives but Uh instagram's just not the same as it used to be so i don't think that we're paying as much attention to How we're posting. I have posted in threes too. Because it does look good. But I'm the only one that's even seeing it.
4: So. (laughs)
5: I'm with you, Jess. That's the thing. It's not even about everybody else. It's
2: my own aesthetic that drives... It's like, seriously, I know nobody else cares. It's it's not about even likes. It's not about... It's my own uh, like, OCD.
5: Yeah, and it's (laughs) kind of like, no one's seeing the icons I have on my iPhone, but I have them grouped very specifically Mm -hmm. for my own personal viewing. But I know no Mm. one's looking at my feed anymore. No one gives the rat's ass either, so... (laughs) <laughs> I had to let, let that go a little bit but it used to be a lot more fun where you could kind of curate it to color profiles and stuff you wanted to post in groups and stuff but
0: well if, if you if you're watching this on youtube instead of just listening to the podcast if you see the background of my garage you can tell i don't really organization organization <laughs> is not awesome. necessarily my thing <laughs> 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 all right so uh, who's up next
3: Um, I'll jump in. Um, I think the rule that I kind of posed on myself that I'm trying to break is the posts that I make are not always about analog. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I've been building a new portfolio, and so some of the imagery has been, you know, some of my personal best in the past ten years I've been a photographer and I'm like, I really want to share this picture, but it's not analog. And oh. and I don't want... <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, you <laughs> threw up a little bit in your mouth there, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> get that, but, but, you know, it's it's a part of the conversation of the people that I've been talking to, you know, something that, uh, of all people, Clyde Butcher said, light is light, right? And so that is something that has really taught me that I don't I guess I'm kind of breaking that mold of, you know, whether it's analog or digital, you know, if it's good light, it's good light and it should be shared. And so, um, so I have been trying to break that rule where, you know, some of the Bill Manning photo Instagram posts have been more along the lines of my portfolio stuff and, you know, a mix of digital and analog, but, you know, studio C41 has been, very much analog posts and you know i'm kind of like i don't know if i want to share this post or not you know and because it's not analog so that's the rule that i'm trying to break myself
0: yeah i I mean you know i I can see what that's that's a maybe a problem for you with the the name studio c41 and the fact that you've been so focused on analog but uh, I think we all we all know that all, all of us shoot some dig, you know. <laughs> Everybody's doing it, right? And and now it's becoming a huge part of a scanning flow with a lot of people, too. So, you know, there's that, too. But, yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's anything to be,
3: I guess, ashamed of. I mean, I think it's kind of funny that, you know, in a sense, it feels a little taboo to right. talk about right. shooting digital, you know. And, you know, it, it's...
0: <laughs> I was trying to find uh, a way uh, to extend it. I was trying to bait you on that a little bit, and uh, <laughs> hey, I'll take the
3: place for Andre, man. I'll I'll take one for the team, man. That
0: that so. is two one. That's two on you, Bill. It's two one, and like so, we really got <laughs> we got to gang up on Andre in this next uh, this next, All uh, right. next All segment. Right. All <laughs> right.
5: I mean, I get it though. I I never had shot digital until I started working for the brewery, and I use the owner's camera to shoot all of our food and beer photos. And some of those shots I really, really love. And it's kind of been a learning curve to learn a DSLR because I'd never shot on one before. And um, some of that stuff I really love, but I would never show it to my feed because it doesn't really fit in. So I might post it to my story sometimes just Mm -hmm. because I love the way I set that up or something. Mm -hmm. Like the other day I shot a reflection shot of a beer just because I, find myself attributing a lot of film things that I love to a digital shot, but I would never post it in my feed. Cause it just seems like it wouldn't fit in. Right. Silly, mm-hmm. but I just can't do it. Well,
0: that's why I, I kind of have a second feed. It's like my, it's most my personal feed, which, but mostly that's just like family BS or whatever, but uh, there's some, there's a lot of iPhone shots in there. There's some digital camera shots in there. Uh, I don't mind, but, but as far as like my, my actual photography feed, I'm kind of with you. I, I kind of need to keep that all analog. or It seems like seems like a, a too stark of a contrast when you go from like a kind of a, you know, a, a softer, more lo-fi uh, film photo to like this super crisp, clear, sharp digital photo. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't I look right.
5: It too. Yeah, it's so yeah. crisp and so clean. But at the same time, I guess I just also don't, the subject is different too. So yeah, it yeah. It either, so maybe right. if I owned a digital camera, it would be different. But until then.
1: Well, I, I think there's something special about your Instagram, Jess, which I, I will admit that I only followed today. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure you got that notification because I saw that you followed me. <laughs> uh, but you do have there mostly film, which I think does give you a certain kind of leeway. Whereas, like my handle is Andre on Film, even though like almost hundred percent of my watch photography is all digital. Because for me to do that kind of stuff on film and like the experimentation that I do with that stuff would just be obscenely expensive. And as I plan on getting a digital camera at the end of the year, both to have a scanning workflow at home so I don't have to be doing everything at the office, as well as learning lighting to do that kind of product photography type stuff with the watches, it, it, it still makes me kind of think like, well, does that stuff belong on my main feed if it's digital? So I, I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, it doesn't belong on my other account either, which is just uh, the Andre.snapshots thing, which I, I allow digital on that because that does include the iPhone stuff of just me hanging out with my girlfriend. But it's a tricky situation. It's like, well, why do some why does some digital photography count if it's like, You know, low quality iPhone, you know, uh, personal life stuff count, whereas the, you know, hopefully higher quality digital photography watch stuff like not count. Why do I why am I more uncomfortable about that stuff? But I'm super okay with, uh, you know, iPhone shots of me and my girlfriend getting ice cream on the weekends. It's
0: it's a tricky question. Uh, it's just Instagram, folks. Don't take it so seriously, you know.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you can always do a shadow account, you know, like the Wanek <laughs> <Monique> Store. <laughs> <There you go. laughs>
0: All right. Well, let's go ahead. I I uh, I really have to pee, so we need to take a break here. And, uh, we're going to kind of, uh, uh, get back with, uh, the topics from, uh, from Bill and Jess in the next segment. So, uh, uh we'll take us a break and, uh, we'll be right back folks. All right, folks. We we're back for the last segment, uh, and we're going to get the topics from Mr. Bill Manning and Jess Jones that they're bringing to this roundtable discussion: the hot topics in the film photography community. And we're going to start with uh, Mr. Bill Manning. Uh, so, Bill, what do you what do you have for the roundtable tonight?
3: Uh, I think I want to kind of have a conversation about four by five. Um, I think. Uh, it's gaining some popularity and uh i don't know i got some good vibes about four by five in the near future so i think there's gonna uh, kind of want to see what everybody's uh
0: feels are on four by five so well I- i'm gonna jump in here and, like these next two topics i'm gonna have very little to say so i'm just gonna go get man out of the way because uh four by five is on my, it's, it's another thing on my retirement list i don't i don't have time for it and because I don't get out to shoot enough as it is. And, like, when I get out and shoot, it's got to be pretty fast, pretty fleet-footed. I got to get out there and get it done. And, like, I just... uh, (laughs) Andre's going to take me to task on this. But, like, uh, I just... because I usually want to go out with like two or three cameras because I want like two or three things I'm trying or two different ex- or d- different experiments, different films, different cameras. And I, you just can't do that with four. It's just not my thing right now. And like, I'm all happy that like people are getting into it. If it sells more film, that's great. But I, I do wonder like, we're seeing a lot of four by five talk here lately, and it seems like more people are getting into it. But I wonder, are the film manufacturers really feeling it? Like, I mean, Bill, you have Kodak uh, uh, contacts way more than I do. Do you think, uh, is four by five film actually, is the sales actually? increasing on the film or does it seem like uh or is this just something we're noticing in our community that more people are shooting it i wonder if it's actually affecting the film market oh man that's uh your,
3: your question on that is really yeah, good
5: there is a lot going on yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> um i don't know i think uh ectochrome is the newest release right so mm-hmm. i think um as a result i think it's i guess synergy i guess in a sense where like um I have been shooting a lot more 4x5 because of the sinestal kit that came out right and <laughs> so I, another check royalty check by the way um, <laughs> yeah but you know, no I'm, I'm serious that's a there's this, now, bill <laughs> <laughs> well I mean there, there's this stigma that slide film is like this scary thing right you know and and so hmm. I had two boxes is two boxes of 4x5 E100 sitting in the freezer since it was, you know, the release, and I really didn't crack the seal on those boxes until the E6 kit came out and started uh, shooting it more and more and became more and more comfortable with it. Um, Yeah, 4x5 is a process, but I think that's part of why it's so fun to shoot is because you take one shot, you go and develop it, and like, I don't know, it's funny. I like testing with four by five more so than like 120 or 35 because it's like it's one shot yeah. and All I can right. develop it right there. And
5: It sounds like an Eminem song right there.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think, um, yeah man, I, I'm gonna run the clock on this one. i, I think I think that uh, there's certainly a uh, a growth in popularity. I think Kodak is very much aware of it. Um, and for them to bring out a slide film even in eight by ten and people are shooting it goes to show that there is a demand for it.
0: Well, Andre, you you work for a film community. Uh, now we're gonna have to get you uh, more of your opinion later on into this clock because you have to get buzzed this time. <laughs> right. uh, but just from a perspective of CineStill, do you do you guys get a lot of people contact you about four by pi- four by five versions or or large format versions of your else film?
1: So here's the thing: the the answer to that question will will depend on what company you're talking to. If you're talking about Ilford, uh, who have the widest variety of their film stocks that they offer in 4x5, the percentage of their overall sales uh, that are 4x5 is going to be tremendously higher than someone like Kodak, who, yes, they offer Tri-X in in the Tri-X 320 version, Uh, but most large format shooters are going to be shooting something like HP5 over Tri-X 320 just because of the price. Uh, And then in terms of the, the cost of color 4x5 film, is also tremendously more expensive than uh, you know than than black and white. So in terms of Cine still just to kind of give you guys a little bit of an inside scoop, whereas we may do a coding run every few months of like three or four master rolls, uh, maybe three of those being dedicated to 800T, one of those being dedicated to 50D, just based on the rate of sale. Uh, our kind of entry into the large format market is setting aside like a half master role uh, just to kind of test the market. So that kind of goes to show uh, the amount of the overall production capacity that we are thinking could go to 4x5. So when you, in terms of, The overall community, the amount of film that's being spent, the dollar amount being spent, it's actually very, very small for a company like CineStill, and I would imagine a company like Kodak. Ilford is another question, but it is a niche within a niche. So, whereas I am very excited as an enthusiast and as a member of the industry for being able to offer it in a new format, I recognize the fact that it's always going to be a niche within a niche because of... You know the expense because of the I think in some cases unfair perceptions of what 4x5 is and can be. This old kind of uh, you know expensive, extremely slow process because it doesn't have to be slow. Like you, you you've got things like the the camera um OG or the the Harman Titan uh, 4x5 pinhole camera or just any you know pin-O camera that you can stick a sheet of 4x5 in. it doesn't have to be this extremely complicated thing but there are things about 4x5 that will always keep it a much much smaller portion of the film market than 35mm or 120 not that many labs will will develop your 4x5 if you're getting into 4x5 and 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 larger you're pretty much going to be doing stuff at home. And that's just simply something that not everybody's going to do out of comfort level, out of access to labs, out of access to chemistry. So whereas I'm super excited about it and I see members of our like small portion of the overall community getting more and more interested in it. I am also realistic about the fact that it can only grow to a certain size. You're not going to be getting, you know, small kids, starting out on on 4x5 and buying like hundreds of sheets a year they're gonna buy a 35 millimeter and, and and shoot point and shoots and learn that way and that's okay but yeah. i am excited that that more people are shooting all well,
5: right uh, it
1: do I of
5: ties into to my topic of the Lomograph lockback walk
0: well, uh, Maybe we should get Roxana first because then we'll be able to segue into yours. Okay. And I I, I, I totally hate this because, man, I set Andre up not to get buzzed this time.
2: I I know. And I'll probably be the (laughs) one buzzed. That's okay. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I have so many questions about it just because I have not shot four by five. I have been noticing, I think in the last like two weeks, I've had three people ask me if I would shoot four by five. I'm like, how the heck, what do you do once you develop it? Like my scanner only goes to medium format. My larger only goes medium format. I am like, I have no idea. I, I don't know. YouTube University, help, but those are <laughs> <Yeah>. my thoughts. <laughs>
0: You either you'd probably either have to buy a a bigger and larger or or, a, or like a newer scanner that does that does that right. Well, I mean, if you, Andre's up there shaking his head, so I don't know. I, like, <laughs> uh, here's my thing is like, here's the thing, people, and I and I know Andre's gonna take me to task on this because of print, darker printing than what he wants to do with four by five. But my thing is like, look, I generally print eight by ten. If I want something bigger, maybe I go eleven by fourteen. Even thirty-five millimeter will do that, like uh, and and quite fine actually. And when you shoot medium format, I mean, you, there's people that take a medium format shot and they'll enlarge it to like twenty by thirty or like these huge prints, and they're fine. I don't need that much. Re- I don't need that much resolution. I don't need all that film space. I don't need that. And now, granted, I know we're am just going to be oh contact printing, contact printing, Mike, and that. Uh, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. But for my. Uh, I just, I have no need for that much film, man. Like even 35, like it goes to eight by 10. I've done 35. I, I, I have a shot from, uh, that I did on 35. It, I, I enlarged to uh, like 16 by 20 for a uh, customer. And it was, it was fine. And medium format is still, is is even better than that. And like, I just don't need all that film real estate. Andre, take me to task on this because I know, I know you're chomping at the bit. So <laughs> so
1: here here's the thing. It depends on what you're using it for, Right. The fact that a four x five negative is so goddamn big does present opportunities, but it also presents limitations. As Roxana was saying, her you know film holders and and her enlarger will only take medium format. Can you scan that with something like that? Sure, you can put it on the glass, you can stitch it in Lightroom, but that's kind of a pain in the ass. Um, it's not going to be for everybody. Do- ah! <laughs> that
5: was a nice setup.
0: I set him up. I was
1: going to chime in, on I because <laughs> I knew what was happening. <laughs> you know, th- this is not a universal thing, but contact printing for me is going to be something so important because, like, I don't know if you guys can see that thing. It's almost the size of my fucking radiator in the <laughs> living room. It's huge. Are there smaller 4x5 enlargers? Sure, but this thing is a beast. And so I'm not going to be using that thing very, very often. I'm not going to be enlarging 4x5 that often. Some people absolutely want to do that, but for me, what I want to do is to be able to take something handheld like this, the the Cameradactyl OG or my you know my, my press camera, and shoot this handheld on the streets doing street portraits, contact print that onto a sheet of a four by six Ilford postcard paper and just chuck that thing in the mail at whatever stranger I took their portrait on the street. So, it doesn't have to be this thing about, well, you're shooting a large negative so that you can enlarge it to the size of like a billboard or, you know, so that you can uh, make scans that are 500 megabytes uh, in, in size. Like, it doesn't have to be about that. It can also be about just having a different form factor and a different style of shooting. You know, putting something on a tripod, getting underneath the dark cloth is just as dissimilar from shooting a 35 millimeter SLR or a point and shoot as using a medium format camera like a TLR with a waist level viewfinder and having to use an external meter or metering with with your, you know, smartphone app. There are different styles of shooting that give you a result that for posting on Instagram, there is no damn difference because you can't tell for, <laughs> the, most, for the most part. Right. And so what I'm trying to do as I make my way through this large format journey is to show people that it can be many, many things. Uh, I, I would love to kind of highlight the, you know, lo-fi pinhole work that some people do with homemade 4x5 pinhole cameras. I would love to highlight some of the beautiful conceptual, full of really wacky movement portrait work that folks like Brian Capparitchi are are doing. Uh, and I would also like to create my own meaningful work with fucking 3D printed handheld cameras uh, and, and wide angle lenses and little hardware store laser range finders. <laughs> uh, so 4x5 can be anything you want to be. And when you've got something as simple as like a, a spring back like this, where you can you can shoot 4x5. You can shoot paper negatives. You can shoot, which Jess is going to get to, instant film. You can shoot uh, medium format with roll film backs. You can shoot 35mm. millimeter. It is the most versatile, you know, format out there in the fact that you've got a light type box that just so happens to be big enough that it can shoot anything smaller than it. So... I've already been buzzed, so you know that. <laughs> I was about to say,
3: <laughs>
0: when did the buzzer go off? I, I was getting, I, I was getting
2: I'm ready, ready to, bu- to applaud. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I,
0: was, I was getting ready to buzz him again. I, I really was. <laughs> All right, Jess. Uh, this would be the segue into into Jess's uh, topic. So let, let's go with this.
5: Kind of what Andre said, as far as versatility, uh, the fact that a lot of people are 3D printing backs for graph lock back style cameras, um, there are handheld options for that. Like I shoot, for my peel part f- film, I shoot a kind of reconstructed Polaroid land camera, but they actually 3D print backs to make a handheld four x five back to go on those so that they can take multiple graph lock backs. And Lamography is releasing and instax film four x five holder so you can stick your instax wide in the back uh which you can do with just your regular four x five already but if you have a graph lock back you can have a powered motor back to do it instead of instead of hand rolling it and i feel like that alone will make it more accessible for people that haven't shot it before so if they want to not spend the money quite yet on tons of four x five film they can shoot that cheaper instax and get that clarity that maybe you wouldn't otherwise get with a lamography wide camera which i'm not a huge fan of any of their cameras because i've tried quite a few of them and they haven't been great for me and i don't need to have a super crisp photo by any means but they've just had trouble so i'm interested to see when this motored back comes out to see how well it will perform but regardless what andre kind of mentioned in our chat was the direct positive paper which is a lot more affordable too for four by five i have a friend nolan that shoots tons of direct positive paper and that's a lot of fun to shoot with and his results are beautiful and you can stick that in a four by five you can again shoot the 120 in a four by five there's just so many options now and there's just nothing like looking through ground glass. I love that in my medium formats. I love a waist level finder because looking through that ground glass is just, mm-hmm. it's kind of otherworldly. You know, you you just look through it and some of them are backwards or upside down or whatever, however you're going to look through whatever kind of camera you have. It's just something that kind of transports you into this other film universe that just uh-huh. feels very special and doing that with a four by five is like tenfold because you're under that cloth and you're using your little loop and just trying to find that point of focus and there's just that that slow down point that feels really good so you're not kind of zooming through especially these days when everything we do is so fast and everything's at our fingertips it feels really good to slow down and think about it a little more, especially if you're out by yourself and you're not being rushed by other people. Um,
0: I, I agree. There, there is something about like, uh, uh, just a, I had a four by five camera that I sewed a, a speed graphic and, but just looking through that ground glass and even like looking through like, uh, and this is nowhere even close to, uh, uh, that experience, but like even looking through like a, like a, a, a cheap, I have this one, uh, this one box camera. It's like, a. Some old Kodak box camera, but it it and it, it's it's like a one of those fake TLRs or whatever, pseudo TLRs. But it still has a pretty big like uh, ground glass, uh, like viewfinder. And then I also have my, my TLR, which is a Kodak. Uh, uh, what is it? A reflex or whatever. And it has the ground glass. And like there is like when you look through ground glass and you're trying to compose a, a photo, you do almost feel like you are kind of going into a different alternate universe like you're in this other zone other than like it's different than looking through an slr or a rangefinder it is like you kind of do get caught into sort of the 3d sort of looking uh that the ground glass has there i can see where that that's a i'll I'll give i'll give four by five that i just i don't have time for it yeah but
5: (laughs) movie screen that you're looking right so you know you're you're watching something on the big screen and that's what four by five or eight by 10 is. And one day I'll get to the eight by 10. I got my four by five only last year from Bryce in the negative positives. Basically. Bryce Randall, right? Yeah. Yeah. He's
0: uh, he's a guy that helps run our Instagram account. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Very awesome. Yeah.
5: That's where I got my four by five and I, I really love it. And, and there's just something about it and it's, it's with all these new options coming out, it's going to be so much more versatile. Like, Andre said, "Where I think it's going to be more approachable and less scary, and more affordable to try these other options instead of spending fifty dollars on ten shots, which I, I, I know that can be tough. But I guess for the people part shooters out there, spending seventy dollars on a pack right now, it's not
0: really any you know, scale." Is, is, is it up to seventy now? Because I have about I have about twenty packs in my refrigerator. I, I need. Yeah. To, uh, a and, uh, is
5: a good deal. So
0: seventy is a good deal.
5: I don't know that anyone's like dropping the dough super fast on it, but on eBay, you'll see them selling for $95 a pack.
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to have to tell my wife, Daddy's going to make some money soon because I'm going (laughs) to sell the... (laughs)
5: Is that what she calls you, Daddy? <laughs> oh,
0: no, she calls me. She calls me team leader now. But,
4: uh, <laughs> oh.
3: <laughs> so, on that note, you know, it's really interesting that, like, um, experience of taking a shot, right? Four, four by five, I'm trying to take it away. From the leader. Um, but uh, we to save the podcast, Bill. I, I appreciate. It. <laughs> <laughs> Maintaining the integrity here, guys. Um, no, it, it's really cool. um You know, I love shooting the Pentax Six Seven because when things fall in focus, you see it, right? Uh, so anybody that has a Pentax Six Seven, when we oh, focus yeah. in, yeah. you know it. It's same thing with four by five when it hits focus. To a certain extent, at least for me, I don't need the loop because I can see it just fall into focus. Like it's it's a really cool experience, especially when you kind of like you have the dark cloth over your head and everything, and you have really, you know, isolated you, just your sense of sight, and then you see that just fall into place, and it's it's a really cool experience. Uh, I love do. it every time. Nice to I, I guess, I, it, but you know, it, it's it's. Um, I think the Lomogon is going to be a really cool addition to the lineup because, um, you know, the One Instant has been very difficult. That's something that wasn't really mentioned when the announcement first came out. I was like, oh, this is so cool, but wait a minute, don't we already have the One Instant? And but you know, it was it was a you know kind of almost a gut check to go FP100C is not coming back. Uh, the one instant is literally a handmade process Maybe this is the best that we can get out of this, right? And, and,
5: and that might be it So
3: it. This might be it And um, I'm excited about it um, I am excited to see that it's not a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo or anything along those lines That it's an actual pre-order So um. So
0: Lomo is changing their game up on that a little bit. It's they're not. Don't they usually do the Kickstarter on that? They did.
3: Yeah. So, so it's a pre-order, and mm-hmm. uh, from what I've been hearing, it's been pretty exciting for a lot of people.
5: Yeah, a lot of people have messaged me about it, but I I haven't pre-ordered it. I don't have a graph lock back camera. I have a Polaroid Land camera that's original in its original state that I want to transform to graph lock back. So I'm hoping to get to that point.
1: I feel you, Jeff. There you I, go. Nice. Uh, I've mm-hmm. gotten a graph lock back on my, on my uh, Bush Pressman. And the minute that I got it and started shooting, I'm like, I love this thing, but I already know that it's not going to be my only 4x5 camera because I started reading about how versatile a graph lock back was.
5: Yeah. I really want one.
0: All right, so uh, Roxana, uh, are you the only one that hasn't spoken on this topic? I, you-
5: I am
2: the only one because I'm just taking it all in and gaining knowledge. You know, hey, I write, love write, that it's,
0: write down notes.
2: I know. I'm like <laughs> taking notes down. I'm like, okay, all right. This is like NPP University. <laughs> I don't have a lot to give on it, but I I love to hear how versatile it is, and I think it's super exciting going in the land of instant, because I think the thing that's the most intimidating for me is the development process. But I love the idea of four by five and everything. I'm definitely intrigued. I just, I don't know that much about it. Uh, To be honest with you, I I remember
0: like uh, when, when, you know, uh, when pill apart film and uh, all that stuff was readily apparent at like $9 a pack, I could see myself, if that was still the case, I I could see myself getting into larger format and just using one of those Polaroid backs or whatever. And like, cause that would be, uh, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, Unfortunately, that's not the case now, but maybe the, maybe it is, maybe Instax is the, uh, is the replacement for that because uh, we don't have that option anymore. And I think a lot of people are scared by the development. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. I think, I mean, God, I have a, a one pack of peel apart. I don't have a camera for it. I had a friend give it to me and I'm like, I want to use it, but I don't want to get addicted. It's like (laughs) I'm like, I know how beautiful (laughs) I know how beautiful those shots come out. I remember when I was younger, somebody had taken some photographs of me, and I remember the process and how beautiful they were. And so You know, I wish that we had that. And I second just on the old, old, old question for the, you know, I said I wanted infrared, but I also want that just so I can, because I know I would fall in love with it. I know I would.
0: Yeah. Well, if you need, if you have that one pack of film you need to shoot, I mean, seriously, you can find uh, one of the Polaroid land cameras or whatever. It's five dollars. Oh, yeah. Cheap as, mm-hmm. Cheap as chips, because especially now that the film is so expensive, people are trying yeah. to they can't really sell the cameras for anything anymore. So uh, it, it'd be worth spending the 10, 20 bucks to yeah. buy the camera to shoot that la- that one pack of film just so you have that experience. So, yeah. yeah.
5: You can stick an Instax in the back of those in your dark bag and shoot those. Mm-hmm. You just mm-hmm. have to hand roll them, which is an exciting. <laughs> Experiment itself.
2: Okay, but you need to be doing a video because I'm a visual learner.
5: And
4: <laughs>
5: before, but I haven't ever saved them so I can I can re bring that back up. I have a f- my friend Dave has YouTube videos about it. Um, I don't know if he still posted on his Instagram or not, but I can share those again. Yeah, so just you go. do you ever
0: do you ever post to YouTube?
5: Me, yes? yeah, on YouTube,
0: yeah. Do you ever do you have you ever posted anything on YouTube? No, well, if you have videos sure. out there and you don't want to post them on YouTube, I know a really safe, <laughs> cuddly, warm place to post those, and that would be the Negative Positive Film Photography Podcast Facebook group. And uh, yeah, we would love to see uh, these videos, right? Yeah, so there, there you no.
5: go, that's true. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
5: I'm not one for the spotlight, so we'll see.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, I think that kind of wraps up our uh, our, our roundtable discussion for tonight. It's going to be, a, a, just by looking at the, the length of these segments as they went on, uh, the, the video has not sped up the process. Uh, this is still going to be a long episode. <laughs> and uh and we'll see how long it takes andre to, to like get us a youtube account and get this thing posted up on youtube so the pressure's on him so that that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to see how that happens but uh uh but i i i will try to edit this and get this out this uh this morning so and uh, i've had a lot of beers so we'll see how that works too but mm-hmm. uh, uh hey um I guess we should get our socials out a huge thanks to uh, Jess Jones and Mr. Bill Manning for joining us tonight. It's been a a blast as I knew it would be, I was, I was, I was actually like really, really pumped about this one because um, (laughs) uh, I knew, I knew you guys would, would, would bring the, bring the fun. So uh, thanks for, thanks for joining us tonight.
5: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, let's, uh, you know, uh, let's. We didn't even talk about how we're going to end the show either. So, who's going to say the magic tagline? So, you guys start uh, fighting. Uh, ma- I know, I'll tell you, we're, we're at the very end, right before we're going to do rock, paper, scissors, and uh, mm. to see who <laughs> says uh, the final tagline. But let's get our socials out. And uh, uh, we'll start with uh, Mr. Bill Manning. Uh, where can people uh, uh, see all your stuff, Bill, and check you out and all, all the stuff you want to get out there?
3: Uh, Yeah, uh, you can find most of everything on uh, studioc41.net. You can find us uh, on our Instagram um, uh, at studio.c41. And uh, our YouTube channel, just do a search for Studio C41. Awesome. And Jess, where can people check
0: you out?
5: You can find me on Instagram at yesyones.com. Uh, I have a website that's also yesyones.com. It so it's has not, not been updated. It's, it's not in, Yesy Ones? No, it's not <laughs> Yesy Ones. It's not Yesy Ones. It's Yesyones for Jess Jones. Uh, there's been quite the debate about that over the years. But you can find me on Instagram. That's primarily where I'm at.
0: Perfect. And Andre, where can people check you out?
1: Uh, people can check out the Instagram account that I haven't updated in a year, uh, Andre on Film, <laughs> and the personal account, uh, not strictly film stuff, uh, Andre.Snapshot. I think that hasn't been updated in about three or four months.
5: <laughs> good, I'm glad we're all uh, keeping everything up to date. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's a really good job. I like to keep people on, the on cur- their t- well, the cobwebs are just a little less dense on the on on the on the personal account that you got there, Andre. So yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, Roxanne, where can people see you?
2: Um, people can find me on Instagram at RoxanaLog or Galanixor. Uh, (laughs) those are you know the two accounts color and black and white because of my crazy rules so there you go
0: mike (laughs) there you go and uh and also you're on uh you're on the tiktok right
2: i'm on the tiktok don't forget i know not that i post i think i just go on and laugh most of the time but (laughs) i am on the tiktok at roxanalog too
5: (laughs) awesome we still have tiktok
2: oh yeah we still have it (laughs) <laughs> so, I made sure to get it because it's too funny to lose. It's the best place ever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. You can see my uh, photography on Instagram at Gutterman Photo, on Facebook at Mike Gutterman Photography. You can email this program at negpositives at gmail.com. Also, join the Facebook group, the Negative Positives Film Photography uh, Podcast Facebook group. We also have an Instagram account, Negative Positives. And uh, that's mostly ran by a friend of the show, Mr. Bryce Randall, who uh, just bought a uh, a, a big ass camera from. And uh, thanks to thanks to Bryce, if you if you uh, for helping us with that, and if you submit photos to Instagram, think about the hashtag negative positive. So maybe Bryce will see it and highlight it for us all to check out. You can support this program. On coffee, that is www.ko-fi.com slash negative positives. And okay, we need to figure out who's going to say the magic tagline uh, and shoot some cool film photos. So I think it's rock, paper, scissors. And here it goes. Uh, it's between Bill Manning and Jess Jones. Here's the countdown. Rock, Bill's paper, scissors. It. No, Bill, no, no. It's okay. rock, paper, scissors. We're doing I this. I won like. rock,
5: paper, scissors last time. so
0: <laughs> No, we're, we're doing it. It's It's a fresh rock, paper, scissors. Who's got it? I'll
3: take it. I'll take it. I'll take it.
0: All right. All right. See, I wanted rock, paper, scissors. So, <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. Huh. laughs> well, that was a horrible rock, paper. Okay, go ahead. All right. All right. All right. First. Right. Got it. All right. Let's. Look. All, right, all right. Now, Jess. You, you here. We go. One, two, three. Ah, <laughs> uh, Bill won. It. Bill. No. <laughs> all right it was a uh, bill had scissors uh jess had paper and uh so okay uh, everybody thanks for listening uh we will talk to you soon everybody have a great week everybody stay positive
3: and shoot some cool film <laughs>
5: That's
0: what I wanted. That's all I wanted. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, Bill Manning, what a wookie! All right, uh, <laughs> we'll see y'all soon. Thank you for thanks for listening. Uh, take care.